This is Conversation of the Birds, a story set to music. New chapters released weekly, written, composed, and read by Jamie Holcomb. The birds are lost in the mist, but they have some good helpers. Let's see how they navigate the unknown. Let's listen. While the various birds turned to their individual considerations, the hoopa and the ibis were having little success regaining their sense of direction. Of all the obscuring clouds we've encountered, the hoopa said, this mist has got to be the thickest. There's no getting around it. We are lost. Now Habernaniel turned from his huddle of bats. I have an idea, the herald said. He capered towards those pathfinders, and tipping his shining head, he presented the great manifold of his ear. In places that withhold the light, the air will carry sound. If it pleases you, our pink leader, I believe my friends and I could navigate this obscure landscape with ease. Sounds tricky, said the hubba. I believe the ibis suggested that we are meant to overcome this obstacle. This journey is intentionally difficult. And we did acquire the bats, the hubba mused. Turning to Habernaniel, he said, how could it be done? In groups, perhaps, the herald suggested. My bats and I could work in tandem, relaying messages of the path ahead. We could shepherd you in smallish flocks to reunite at periodic intervals. You're saying we should break up the flock, said the hubba. He looked to the ibis, and that bird returned to him that same look. It's up to you, was the implication. With no other option appearing to them, the birds began to plan. They determined to divide the flock into five groups, with one bat navigating the mist, chittering out the shape of the scenery to a second, a bat shepherd who would lead a certain portion of the flock to the next practical safe landing spot. There that group would have to wait with one bat listening for his brothers, like a temple totem carved from stone, ever sentinel, while that second bat would return to guide the next group, led by the third bat, and so on. Shining Habernaniel could not be so outstanding in these mists. Here all bats were equal. Once the heron caught wind of this suggestion to divide the flock into five, he convened a meeting of his soldiers. Who's the fifth? He turned from the cormorant to the kite, and while those stoic birds remained resolute, a shadow loomed beyond them. Vulture, the heron said, and he parted his men to approach that grisly bird who had been contemplating the flock in brooding repose on the fringes of their camp. Aye, aye, captain, the vulture said. Oh, a soldier already, said the heron. You have an inkling of my purpose with you? Five, the vulture said. He looked from the blue heron to the gold, black, and bright white birds flanking him. I count four. It seems my sacred duties keep expanding. I've gone from undertaker to shepherd once already. Now you want to pin a star on my breast as well. The heron smirks. I want to inform you that you are a great powerful bird, and there are forces that seek our destruction. I am aware, the vulture said with a belch. Then prepare yourself, the heron said. You've been formally drafted. Private vulture, consider yourself this flock's protector. And the vulture had himself a jolly good laugh at that. Aye, aye, he said again, aye, aye. While to himself in his deep inner voice, he thought, wait until the hummingbird gets wind of this. They determined that the leader should go last. The Hoopa, Ibis, Habernaniel, and a certain number of other small birds would wait on their island peak with the heron to watch over them. But so then for the first group, as a point of inspiration, the birds agreed that the leader should be the albatross. She smiled warmly at the suggestion. 
We need to get the dove to safety, frail as she is, said the hoopa. All of the smallest birds should fly first in the company of the albatross. And so they had a name. The first group consisting of all the gentlest birds were christened the company of the albatross. Once they'd lifted the dove skyward, the bats let go with a ten-foot kick, casting the dove into the mist after the shining albatross, and one little bat shot ahead screeching, while a second followed close behind, calling directions in the language common to all. A succession of small, bright birds took off after those trailblazers. Among them flew the little blue hummingbird. He felt weak. He felt useless. The words passenger and burden floated through his mind, bumping each other in turn from one side to the other, alternating in an ugly dance before his conscious attention. It was no surprise to him when he suddenly looked up at the swirling gray vapor surrounding him to discover that the once loud high voice of the bat shepherd had vanished. Hello? The hummingbird listened. The only response was the sizzling of his own vibrating apparatus. The hummingbird had become lost in the mist. Meanwhile, on their island peak, the birds were assembling the company of the cormorant. A smaller bird, and one used to life restricted to a coastline, the cormorant was not the strongest flyer. He was, however, quite vicious. Many battles must be won to rule a single bay, to bogart a tight supply of fish. The cormorant was tough, but all this long-distance flying was foreign to him. He would need help protecting his flock. And so the next most brutal, medium-sized birds were assigned to round out this group. The goose could be imposing. The crow had already proven his might against the dogs. The wood duck and the spur-heeled jungle rooster, along with the pheasant and mallard, those stocky companions came together to roll as one. And when that second bat appeared, ready to relay the map words to his third brother, the cormorant and his hardy fellows did take flight. Who doesn't love a challenge? Together those brave birds rode into the mist after their furious web-footed leader. The company of the cormorant dove into the vapor after those beeping bats. With the vulture went the buzzard and the parrot, along with the owls and the nightjar. We shall call ourselves, declared the parrot, the company of nightbirds. But you're not nocturnal, said the buzzard, and neither are me or my cousin. Well, your nightness is more metaphorical, the parrot said to the buzzard's blank stare. What, said the buzzard? What, said the parrot? Will you two shut up and fly, said the vulture, and all together as one awkward mass, the vulture, buzzard, parrot, and the three night birds took off, shoving one another left and right. They went bumbling into the clouds. It means you are like the night, said the parrot, even if you are not literally a... And the rest of the flock cut him off with shushes and yells as they strained their hearing to locate the voice of the navigating bat calling left, right, up, and all the other directions they so badly needed to hear. It means like, the parrot whispered to the buzzard, who flapped his hardest to get away from that talkative boar. For the kite, there could be no question. Stay the course, he said directly to the nervous crowd of creatures who, in normal circumstances, would be this raptor's prey. But, the robin said, practically shaking out of his jacket, so worried was he to be alone with a hawk, and the kite did narrow his eyes on that red minstrel. But we might get lost, the robin concluded. We don't know the course. A scowl descended over that hook-faced fighter. He turned his beak to his flock and squealed, forward. Now a shock ran through that flock of six, and they flew, forward, without another word.
And so the hoopah, the ibis, and the heron, along with the iridescent jungle crow, the flycatcher, and the scissor tail, the last three birds to remain unassigned, together these six birds waited with shining habernanial on their island peak. The herald had his ear turned towards the north after the track of the departed flocks. All were silent as everyone listened on the outside and worried on the inside. For the hoopah he could give no voice to his fears. In the mystery beyond this cloud veil, any event might be unfolding. Had he led his flock, his friends, into a disaster? He held his breath and waited for the return of the path-relaying bat. For the heron, all of his attention was directed backwards. He faced the south, and with those sharp fishermen's eyes, he scanned the depths of cloud cover for any sign of that jagged eel. Hole, he said to himself again and again. The heron hoped to conjure that devil into final combat. Only the ibis remained even-tempered, but... Only the ibis remained even-tempered, but even for that sage bird, this was an effort. He sat in solemn meditation, reminding himself of the faith he should have in all his years of training. This ibis had read the signs inscribed in the Book of Nature. Even his involvement in this hoopah's quest had been foretold to him. Still, the outcome was uncertain. Any bird could become lost along the way. Any quest can be sabotaged. Their success had never been guaranteed. But the ibis would keep this to himself. He must. And so he sat in solemn meditation to let his feelings play themselves out in the impulses of his inner workings. The jungle crow, the flycatcher, and the scissor tail waited together in silence, watching to see what would happen next. And somewhere in the mist, the hummingbird was hovering. Hello, he called into the clouds. No bats or birds responded. But now, from somewhere very nearby, something grunted. As his wings beat fast, the cloud was stirred. In nautilus spirals, the vapor unfurled to reveal to the hummingbird glimpses of green. The hummingbird could just make out a hillside adorned with leaning myrtles. And from beneath those bobbing heads of silver-blue leaves, a face appeared. It grinned, and a choir of hoots and howls filled the valley. If you want to know what happened then, find out in the next installment. This has been Conversation of the Birds, a story set to music, with new chapters released weekly. Written, composed, and read by Jamie Holcomb. Produced by Supermoon. Join us next week for our next installment. If you'd like to check out more from Supermoon, visit us on TikTok or at our website, gosupermoon.com. That's G-O-S-U-P-E-R-M-O-O-N.com. Quest continues next week.